Good morning. Welcome to St. Paul's and a special welcome to our visitors who are with us today. Today, this fourth Sunday of the Easter season is Good Shepherd Sunday. And today we'll focus on the good love that our God has for us. Uh, the love of our shepherd who provides for all of our needs, who goes after us when we stray, who has laid down his life for us. We'll hear more about our good shepherd in our songs and our service today. We'll follow the order of service as it's printed out for you in your worship folder or projected on the wall as well. Let's begin by singing our first hymn, 360, The Lord's My Shepherd. of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. 
Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. While Jesus, our good shepherd, is always faithful, we have wandered away from his path. We have chosen to disobey his commands. Let us turn to him and ask for his forgiveness. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they will live securely, for then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. I give my sheep eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. Risen and ascended Lord, you are the good shepherd. You lay down your life for the sheep. They are yours. Empower your church to reach every sheep of yours and to give witness until you have brought all your sheep into one fold. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Our first lesson for today is taken from 1 John chapter 3, and here we see some similarities between the love of a father and the love of the good shepherd. These words will serve as the basis for our sermon later this morning. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Dear friends, Now we are children of God, 
and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. This is the word of our God. We continue with the solo.
Please stand in honor of the gospel. The gospel for today from John chapter 10, Jesus, our good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me, just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my Father loves me is that I lay down my life, only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my Father. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated for our next hymn, 449. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Heavenly Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, our Good Shepherd. Amen. God's word for our sermon today from 1 John chapter 3. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, sanctify us by the truth. Your word is truth. Amen. Back in 1996... Jackie was a teacher at the local grade school 
teaching phi ed. And one of her fifth grade students told her, I can't go to the skating rink because I don't have any parents. No parents. That little child. That poor little child. And so Jackie and her husband Eric decided from that day on they were going to be foster parents. And they took in two sisters and their half-brother, all under the age of 10, even though Jackie and Eric already had three children of their own, and they fostered those children. Down through the past couple decades, Eric and Jackie have fostered over 30 children, taking some of, their, some of those kids into their home for just a few days as needed, some for several years. Some of those children had physical disabilities. Others had been abused. Still others of those children had emotional and mental challenges. There were some tough situations. But Jack and Eric decided, if any of these children don't have another place to go, if they can't be placed with some relatives or go back with their parents again, we will call them our children. Our home will be their home. And over the years, they ended up adopting 10 of those children. The world, as it goes about its busy life, so often doesn't notice the great love in big families like that. But today, our Heavenly Father urges you and me to notice the love that he has for his huge family. Don't overlook it. Don't ignore it. Behold it. Be amazed by it and believe it. Notice the Father's great love as his children for now and like his Christ forever. John says in verse 1 here, See what great love the Father has lavished. When John says those words, he is jumping up and down and pointing and shining a spotlight on the Father's love, which is unlike any other. The world has never seen love like this before. This is a unique and amazing love. The Father's love is not something that's earned like a paycheck or a promotion. It's something that's freely given. The Father's love is not selective, as though he's going through a buffet line, picking some people and passing by others, don't want them. The Father loves the whole world, even the ones who give him heartburn. The Father's love is not grudgingly given, like earthly parents at times with their, with their children. Baby's fussy in the middle of the night again. Ugh, I guess I'll get up and help. The Father's love is not like that. The Father's love is eagerly given out of his unlimited goodness. There is no other love like the Father. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, said the Apostle John. Now, at first, this may not 
come off as that big of a surprise. The Apostle John, after all, is the one of Jesus' disciples um, who says he's the one that Jesus loved. But John knew better than any of us that he didn't deserve that love. John was nicknamed uh, one of the sons of thunder. After Jesus was turned away by some Samaritans, John and his brother James said, Jesus, let us call fire down from heaven and, and burn those Samaritans up. Oh, that kind of hostile attitude doesn't deserve God's love. John was actually vying for dominance among the other disciples. Jesus, let me have one of the top spots in your kingdom. I'm the greatest. I want to be the greatest. Kind of selfish love. Doesn't deserve the Father's love. And there was one time when some other people were ministering in Jesus' name, and John told them to stop. You're not one of us twelve. You shouldn't be doing that. We're the important ones. John didn't deserve the Father's love. That's what makes it so great. How great the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called his children. That's what makes the Father's love so great for you and me too. Because we've been bossy children, insisting on our own way without Stepping back and looking at the big picture, what's best for God's family here? What's best for my brothers and sisters in Christ? No, it's got to be this way. We've been squabbling children, arguing with our parents, hurtful, the words that we say to each other, slow to make amends and make peace with each other. We've been foolish children. Going back to the same old sins year after year, you'd think we would have learned by now. Following our own whims instead of our Father's warning and His wisdom. Content to remain immature and drift along through life without growing up and taking responsibility in God's household. We've been bossy and foolish and squabbling and disobedient children. That's what makes the Father's love so amazing, so one of a kind, so, so strange and foreign in this world. It's the love he has lavished on us as his children. The world didn't recognize that love. Think about John chapters 9 and 10 where our gospel lesson was taken from. The world didn't recognize God's child that man who was born blind, whom Jesus opened his eyes, the worldly Jewish leaders, they dismissed him. You were steeped in sin at birth. How dare you try to talk to us and tell us how religion is and how life should be. You're uneducated. Get out of here. The world did not recognize Jesus as the good shepherd either. Hired hands running away and abandoning the flock. Sadly, you and I have been just like the world. We don't recognize the Father's great love, even when it's right in front of us. We, think, we either think that we're pretty decent children, the Father's love doesn't need to be that great to embrace us, 
Or we think, I'm a lost cause. The Father's love is not wide and high and long and deep enough to enfold me. We just don't get it. That's why John today taps us on the shoulder, shakes us up a little bit, jumps up and down and points, see, behold, what great love the Father has for us. The Father gave this command to Jesus, lay down your life and take it back up again. You have authority to do this, Jesus. Jesus, our good shepherd, laid down his life and took it back up again for us. We are his children. One of the scariest things for a foster child is the uncertainty. Not knowing if they will have to go back to an unstable situation that they came out of. Not knowing how long they will be with their current foster family. and What will the next one be like? Will they fit in? Will they be treated nicely? The best days ever is the day that a child, a foster child, stands before a judge and the judge says, you are their children. You are their child. Declared. It's legal. It's official. One of the best days ever is when a child gathers together with their new family and it's their real family. That's what happened when your good shepherd took you in his arms at the font and washed all of your sins away, called you his child, and that is what you are. That happens again today as you approach God's table. God says, you are my child. That is what you are. Forgiven by the body and blood of Jesus, your good shepherd, who laid down his life for you and took it back up again. And when God calls something, that's the way it is. God said, let there be light, and there was light. God calls you his child, and that is what you are. No ifs, ands, or or doubts about it. You are his child, even though... We haven't lived like it, even though we don't deserve it, even though we still struggle with it. God calls you his child, and that is what you are. It took God's great, one-of-a-kind love to make us his children, but that's what we have. That's what he has lavished on us. That is what we experience and partake in and enjoy every day with Jesus as our good shepherd. So don't close your eyes to it. Don't ignore it. Behold it. Be amazed by it. Notice the Father's great love as his child for now, but also like his Christ forever. When a baby is born, mom and dad always wonder, what's that baby going to be like? I'm guessing that that's what the Theobalds have been thinking a little bit this this week with their new baby girl born this past week, what will she be like? Will she be a little more reserved like one of her brothers or a little more active like the other one? Will she be into really clean teeth like mom or will she be into building things like dad? What will she be like? 
This time of year with graduation coming up soon, we, we wonder, what will these children be like? What will they do in high school? Will they get into agriculture or fine arts or be really into academics or athletics after high school? What will they be like? Will they join the military or the workforce or pursue higher education? What will those children be like? And that's what we wonder as children of God, too. What will we be like later on? What will we be like in our Father's house? What's heaven like? What will we be like there? John takes that topic up here. And how fitting a topic to take up during the Easter season. The Easter season when Jesus appeared to his disciples, Jesus will appear to you and me too. He will be revealed when he comes on the clouds, when he comes with glory with all his holy angels, when he comes again on judgment day, we will see him. Not just an artist's rendering of him, not just what a sculptor thinks that he may have looked like. We will see Jesus, the Christ, as he is. We will see his side and his hands that were pierced for us. We will see his face that was bowed in darkness, now shining like the sun. We will see his head that was crowned with thorns, now crowned with gold and glory and honor. We will see that mouth that was dried up like a potsherd on the cross. Now, a mighty voice like rushing waters. We will see him as he is. And that's so important because that's the faith that God's people have held ever since thousands and thousands of years ago. Job said, I know that my Redeemer lives, and in the end he will stand upon the earth. And after my skin has been destroyed, yet in my flesh, I will see God. With my own eyes, I will see him, I and not another, how my heart yearns within me. We will see Jesus, our risen Savior, as he is. Ever since a few weeks ago, when masks became a little bit less mandated, a little bit less necessary, uh, legally at least, I've heard so many people say, it's nice to see faces. To see the expressions and the emotion and to feel the encouragement as you speak face to face with people. When Jesus is revealed, we will see his face. The face that has loved us and has spoken to us, has endured death for us. That's what heaven will be like, actually. Seeing God will be a huge part of the amazing joy and happiness of heaven, better than looking at the earth from outer space. More amazing of a view than that. More amazing than gazing at the skyline in Dubai, some of the tallest structures in the world there. More breathtaking than Neuschwanstein Castle, we're in the southern edge of Germany, Mad Ludwig's castle, just amazing. It will be more captivating than watching your favorite movie, your favorite TV show. You will see Jesus, see the Christ as he is. And that's so important because what will we be like? We will be like him. We will be like Christ. 
When Jesus appeared to his disciples on Easter evening, he said, don't be afraid, peace be with you. I'm not a ghost. Touch me. I have flesh and bones. Jesus rose never to die again, to live forever. We will be like him. Not just a ghost or a spirit hovering around. We will have a physical body, flesh and bone. We will never die again, live forever. We will be like Christ. How comforting that is. For us who have lost a child, or a brother, or a sister, or a parent, they will not stay dead. They will be like Christ, risen, alive. Like Christ, we will be holy. No more struggling with temptations, no more squabbling, no more foolishness. We will be perfect, loving each other, obedient to our Father perfectly. Like Christ, that's what we have to look forward to as children of God. What will we be like? Well, Jesus, before he rose from the dead, he knew thirst and hunger. He knew rejection, suffering, and death, but no more. We will be like Christ. No more suffering, no more emptiness, no more hardship, no more trouble. All of that behind us. Only being whole now and strong and glorious bodies and eternal, incorruptible. What will we be like? No more questions. Don't children have a way with question? What time is it, Mom? And they can't tell time. They have no idea. What are we going to do tomorrow? What are we going to do yesterday? What are we going to do next week? So many questions. Now we see in part, but then we shall know fully. Just as Jesus knows, we will know. We will be like him. So don't be hypnotized with fear about the future. Don't be troubled with the difficulties that we face now. We will be like Christ. Don't close your eyes to it. Behold it. Believe it. Notice the Father's great love. We will be like Christ forever. Of Jackie and Eric's ten adopted children, one of them was born in a car because his parents were homeless. Another one of those children, parents had to go to jail and none of the aunts or uncles or other relatives wanted him. One of the children, parents did bad, unspeakable things to him. But no more. They are children of Jackie and Eric. They have a home. What Jackie and Eric call a forever home. A home where they can always be welcome, always wanted, always loved. That is what you and I have with the Father. We are always forgiven. We are always loved. We always belong. We are always welcome. How great the love of our Heavenly Father. Let's notice it. Let's keep our eyes open to it. Let's never close our eyes and take them off of it. Notice our Father's great love as his children for now and like his Christ forever. Amen. Please stand.
Now may the peace of God, which goes beyond all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. We confess our faith using the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is, seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became fully human. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who in unity with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. We continue with prayer. Heavenly Father, help us always to notice and be amazed by your great love that we are called your children and claimed by you in Christ. May we long for the day that we will be like Jesus, resurrected, holy, glorious, free from the curse of sin and the troubles of this world, imperishable and eternal. We praise you, Heavenly Father, for the birth of a healthy baby girl, Emran Alice Theobald, born to Zach and Bessa this past week. Continue to hold this family close in your care and compassion, and in your grace, grant Emran new life in baptism soon. Heavenly Father, thank you for the salvation, washing, and rebirth that you give in baptism by your Spirit. May Jacob Osterman enjoy and live in his baptism all his days here. Please be with the entire Osterman family as part of our family of believers at St. Paul's. Help us encourage each other and grow as your children to be more like Jesus every day. And in Jesus' name we join to pray, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Praise to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In love he has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. He raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms 
and placed all things under his feet for the benefit of the church. Now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ. To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be praise and thanks and honor and glory forever and ever. Jesus Christ, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Then he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord will be with you always. Congregation may be seated and come up for the distribution at the direction of the ushers. If you're visiting with us today, please also note our practice of close communion as it's outlined for you on the screen and in your bulletin. <laughs> 